last time on Trendsetters, the uh, the team dealt with the fallout of two Mega Lads. God forbid that there's actually two of them. Now. And after that, there was a bunch of there's a bunch of personal stuff going on. Poltergeist went to go talk to Kevin and found out that Carolyn Cook was the one in charge of the uh, project that turned him into a superhero. There was some involvement with Megalad Old trying to get his hand back and then being shot at. <laughs> uh, Megalad Young, meanwhile, was talked to by Silver Skeleton and was like, hey, don't do bad things. And he's like, I wasn't planning to do bad things. And then Silver Skeleton's like, okay, but if you do bad things, I will stop you. What a riveting conversation that was. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Uh, that's exactly how it went down. You don't even need to listen to the last episode. That's, that's, right. that's, that's and exact I, I encourage you to not listen to the last episode. <laughs> Why? So they don't you to listen to every episode twice. <laughs> Give us money. Not yet. Not yet. It's not the end. Nikolai went on a field trip with Prima and Sundog. I kind of just tagged around with Megalad. Honestly, you just tagged along with Megalad and almost got shot at. Luckily, you were immediately like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I give up, and that's why they didn't shoot at you. Uh, yeah, so that's where we find ourselves at. So who wants to open it up? The scene shifts to the Trendsetters HQ where there is now a big glowing red door and a big glowing blue door. And out of the uh, blue door, um, old Mega Lad appears and pokes his head round and sees Switch, who is there. About, uh, this is why I'm not the narrator. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Switch. Um, could, could I ask for a, for for a moment of your time, please? Sure, Gary. What's going on? No, no, in, it's got to be in here. Very important that we have a chat in, in my room specifically. Okay. All right, it's that. Okay. Okay. Um, so as you went to my room, you see it's basically entirely everything in there is made of blue colored energy it's and it stretches on like you you remember that scene in the matrix where you they kind of load it up and it just stretches forever it's like that except there's a doorway okay um could you get the the door please okay um so to an external viewer the door just closed and disappeared like external as in in the base. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And then old Megalad stands up slightly taller and just seems a little bit more composed than than you've come to expect. Ah. Thanks, Switch. Um. Yes. Thanks for coming in my room. This and the young ones rooms these are fairly special places that are shielded from the rest of this dimension um 
unfortunately I can't be too careful with the with the chance that the Seven may discover that I'm back on in a plane as opposed to between. Isn't it just six nowadays? The host could theoretically re-obtain his power. I'm not sure how, but he, he exists, as far as I'm aware, he exists both above and within his own pocket dimension. It's a strange situation. Um, in fact, it's probably the only reason why the Enforcer didn't destroy this dimension after I locked it off. All right. That's all way over my head, so I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Yes. Um, reason I needed to speak to you is I am a little bit in above my head and I've got something that needs doing that requires this the set of skills that you that you have and what I do is using the energy within the room I sort of play back the um, the events of basically us going to the um, DHEA headquarters and then the um, adventures with um, Sundog to the, the big bosses um, thing so I play all that back for the switch. It's, it's, it's very weird because it's all blue energy, but okay. Well, switch gets the gist unless you want me to roll to see if switch gets the gist. Nice. No. Nah. Excellent. Pretty smart. I get it. So, uh, congratulations on graduating to terrorism. I guess super oh. villainy, definitely. No. Um. You see, there's a couple of things I noticed about how things went down. Um, so you see, when I went to see the boss, you'll notice that he was only firing at me as opposed to Sundog. Yeah, sure. I also noticed that Felix immediately went supplicant and declared his surrender. Yes, but then you look at my body language and I have my hands outstretched and I'm clearly just trying to talk. I mean, sure, but also you teleported directly into the dude's office and started making demands. Yeah, um, but then my consideration as well is the other thing is I'm, I think all, the whole team, certainly all of us is well known and if, as you can see, he was firing ordinary bullets at me um, and he refused to talk at all, so I suspect the intent was less to harm me and more to drive me away. Sure. Okay. So, my thinking is, there's something going on that they don't want, well, me, or certainly many people knowing about. Uh, and my issue is that they have my arm and I'm not just after the arm for sentimental value, but that arm could also be, uh, in theory, the arm could Wait. tap into the... Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Give me that line one more time. Uh, what was wrong? They, 
They have your arm. Yes. Uh, oh, did I not mention? Um, the it, your your playback didn't have sound. Oh. Um, yes. Uh, they have my arm, and I think that fuck certainly... me dead. All right. Um, Gary, I'm sorry. Can you can you give me like like fifteen minutes? And then we'll come back round and continue this conversation. Uh, yes, sure. You can. Um, I make the door reappear. Yes, you'll find that the. Um, you'll you'll find that this will lead back to where, where we came from. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks, thanks, um, thanks. Um, do me a favor. I'm, yeah. Uh, don't mention to anyone else that that door disappears. Um, I don't really want to worry people too much about the fact I have a panic room, essentially. Sure, that's fine. I can literally teleport across probably the entire universe if I want it, so I understand having bug-out zones. Um, I'll be back. Okay. Shit. Um, Zero, are you in here today? When I am not actively on a mission, I am here. Okay, cool. I need a favor from you. Where's that fucking... This is a little bit weird, but, um... I need you to take this fast as you can. I can teleport you to the front office if you would like, because I kind of need this to happen quickly. Very well. Uh, could you deliver this note directly into the hands of uh, Arlen for me? And what does the note say? Uh, it says, Need you at Trendsetter's HQ, out of uniform, ready to deal with a potentially world-ending crisis. Very well. Should I send a text back so that we can return as swiftly as possible as well? Uh, sure. I'm going to be also summoning somebody who I can't just teleport, so there will be some travel time. You don't have to jump back immediately. Incidentally, can you tell me the nature of this world-ending event? I can, but I honestly don't want to have to explain myself multiple times. So could you please be patient for me? Very well. And I don't know if we want to follow Zero as I teleport them to D the DHEA headquarters. Sure, you can, you can follow Zero for a little bit. So you are teleported to the DHEA headquarters and you're asked to you asked to see Bradford Arlen and uh, it takes a couple minutes for a reply to come through but um, eventually the receptionist says Mr. Arlen will see you in his office now very well and when you get up to Bradford's office it's pretty high up on the um, in the building it's not the tallest office in there. The tallest office is typically reserved for Eskridge, even though he's never in it. 
um, but it's pretty high up. And the door basically opens as as you approach it. Uh, and Bradford looks up at you, and there's just things floating around. He's using his telekinesis to basically multitask right now. And he goes, Nikolai, uh, it's good to see you again. What's going on? Director Arlen, I have been informed that there is a significant threat upon the horizon. Robin is the one who has seemed to have come to this realization. But at the moment, they are gathering a group of individuals whose personal or per professional interest is in regards to this threat. I have been asked to inform you directly and bring you to the meeting site. He takes a look at the note that you have that you were asked to hand to him, and he reads it, and he goes, Okay, out of the that's going to be a bit of an issue. I immediately and out of uniform is a very tough ask. Would be the one day I accidentally super glue myself into my suit. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks, and he's like, I've got to do some stuff in order to be able to leave before I can show up out of uniform. If it was in uniform, it'd be no problem. I could drop and go right now. But asking for out of uniform is going to take me a little while to get there. So apologize to them uh, for me, I'll, but I will be there as soon as I can, but it's still going to take a couple hours. Robin will also need some time to assemble the other members of the meeting. All right, sounds good, but, uh, but they still might be able to... Uh, I still might not be there by the time they're done, so just ask them to hang tight. I just... Red tape and regulations. I hate it, but it has to be done. If you are in need with assistance with paperwork, I am available to assist. Uh, he's trying... He's thinking. He's like... No, there could be some confidential stuff that I'd get in trouble for even, even letting someone who is pretty much incapable of lying to see. So, uh, I, I'd love I'd love for you to help. Technically can't. Eskridge is kind of up my ass due to what Nigelat did yesterday, so normally I'd think I'd be able to get away with it, but not today. Noted. Thanks for the offer, though. His actions did seem like an unwise foreshortening of protocol. Yeah, yeah, it did. And <laughs> I'm one of the ones paying for it. Anyway, uh, I've, I've got some stuff to do, so uh, I'll see you at the meeting, I guess. All right. I send a text with the update for uh, Arlen's situation. Robin. I send a reply that is full of explicatives, but also gratitude for getting it done. <laughs> and while that conversation was happening, the next person I called was Calvert. And I did call him directly, straight line to his office. Must be important if you're calling me directly. We have a potential Code Omega on the horizon. Which one? None that are currently on your radar. 
I'll explain when you get here. I'm putting a team together. I'm on my way. Your base? My base. Very well. He hangs up and starts moving immediately. You said Code Omega, so he's not playing around. Yep. Um, next up on the list is the other members of my team. So, Colin Felix. If my chronology is correct, today's a Monday. I believe so. Because we determined yesterday was a Sunday, I do believe. Yes, I do believe. So, so, so. Sundog would be at college right now. Ahoy, ahoy. Hi. Um, so. Uh, apparently, I, I just discovered a potential, like, end-of-the-world thing that might be coming up, and I'm getting people together to talk about it. Awesome. Be there as fast as I can. One okay. moment. Um... Okay, you might have a couple of hours of lag time. Uh, Nikolai just sent me a text saying that one of the people who's coming is going to need a few hours to get here. Cool. Alright. That's fine. On the plus idea, the asshole teacher who would not allow the, allow end-of-the-world excuses for docking new points on a test or anything, you'll be able to sit through his entire class at least. Yeah. This was a decent enough day. Next up is Penny. You've got Poltergeist, what's up? Hi, Poltergeist. Um, I'm assembling everybody plus a couple more at the base. We got like end of the world shit happening, possibly. I guess it is Monday. <laughs> uh, you got a couple hours to get here, Garfield. But, uh, you know, when you can. It's fine, I don't, I'm just working on personal stuff. I'll pack up and head over. Thanks. Uh, also, I need to find Gary the Younger. Uh, he kept the same mobile number. Oh, excellent. Can you give him a call? Yo, sup, Switch? Hi, Gary. Um, big damn fucking apocalypse shit happening potentially very soon. Putting a whole lot of people together to talk about it you get to the base in the next couple of hours? A couple, yeah, sure. I'm in the city. I'm just trying to learn how to run fast. How's that going for you? Well, I can, I can kind of run really fast and sort of speed my body up, but I can't, I can't get the trick um, of speeding my mind and concentration up. I, I like to imagine that this conversation is happening right after there's like a Jerry-shaped indent in a wall somewhere. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> just just some Wiley Coyote shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I'm sort of training, um, trying to figure out how to get super speed, but I can't quite... Um, I can't quite think as fast as I can run. That's that's the thing holding me back. I don't know how Veloss and um, all the other... Uh, what's the other one? Mac 9 Is it Mac 9 Can't, can't remember right. 12? Mac 10, 12. Yes. Mac 69 for all I know. Um, but I can't, <laughs> quite figure, I can't quite figure out how they uh, quite do the concentration thing. Um, possibly more training needed. Um, but certainly I can be at the base in the next tool. Um, 
well, um, probably just fly. Um, I'm not really supposed to rely on my usual powers, but it sounds urgent, so I think I'll fly. Yep, um, I just need to figure out how to stop now. Um, so talk to you later, bye. Yeah, good luck with that later. And then the last person I'm calling before I go talk to old Gary again is Loveless. All right, Loveless answers her phone and goes, how did you know I literally stepped right back into it? I didn't, and I'm so fucking sorry that I have to hit you up immediately upon return. Okay, what's going on this time? Okay, okay, so I want to preface this by saying that as soon as I am able, I am treating you to dinner, and it's going to be a nice dinner, and also I have cool souvenirs from Deep Space from you, and a lot of cool stories, but... We've got some end-of-the-world shit uh, possibly happening soon. So, um, in a couple of hours, I would like to call you. I'm bringing some government types into my base so you don't have to be here. I can just call you and put you on speakerphone. You don't even have to talk. You just have to listen. Yeah, if, uh, if government types are going to be there, I would prefer to do it that way. Yeah. Alright, I'll await your call in however long it takes. Yeah, um, couple of hours you'll have time to take a bath and eat a meal. Okay, sounds good. See you in a bit. I guess we'll talk to you in a bit. Yep. And I'll hang up and I'll go back and on Gary's door. Okay, um, yeah. I, I ah, it's a switch. Welcome back. Yeah, hi. I got all my phone calls down. And it's going to be a few hours before everybody gets here. So Wait, every guy. What? Yeah, uh, rest of the team, head of the local DHEA, not the guy who shot at you, and Silver Skeleton. Um, come back inside, please. Yes, come. That's. That was the intention. We were just going to pick our conversation back up. Um, okay, um, one question before we get back to where we were. Why have you caught so many people? I'm, I'm going to explain everything in full once everybody gets here, but... The DHEA having your arm is a bigger deal than you realize. Oh, um, I thought it was a pretty big deal to begin with, because if they can tap into that energy, um, there's a reason why we generally fought in places they'd evacuated the buildings before we got there. Yeah, I know. Even bigger. And I've spent my quite considerable life learning how to control that energy. Yep, even bigger. The host? Uh, uh, right around there, yeah. Ah. Hmm, okay, um... Uh, I'll explain when everybody gets here, I promise. Okay, We're talking uh, about so why you originally called me in here. Um, I was gonna ask for your help to steal the arm back so I can either reattach it or destroy it. It seems like you've taken oh, the yeah. initiative. Yeah, we are absolutely making that happen. One way mm. or another. 
Um, there is one more thing I need to discuss with you, and this sure. has this has to be a secret. I'm real fucking good at keeping secrets. Yes. So uh, long as it's not going to get the people I like hurt, I'm going to make sure we're clear on that one right away. So you're aware there's six other cosmic scale entities who well you said you met the librarian yeah um there's a librarian and then um did you shut the door zero yes excellent okay yes. door is super shut um zero like kind of sort of hacked the librarian a little bit when we encountered it and so we have like a partial dossier on the mentor and the enforcer okay so three three of them aren't known to this plane yet that's good as long as i avoid talking about them they shouldn't realize even in this space unfortunately things above where names have power um so I need you to... So you see this... I've got this box here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, Tab, you talked yeah. about like the geometry of the room. How is it furnished? Um, near the door, there's kind of... There's kind of a bed um, and a chair and a simple desk, um, which pretty much just has the box on. Um, you get the feeling that old Megalad is kind of learnt to live a quite Spartan lifestyle. Alright. Yeah. This box. It's basically the only thing of interest in the room. Is that... Is that a problem? No. It just makes its presence very obvious. Um, maybe I need to talk to you about some better... Um, I mean, even in the box, if you look, this, this, um, and it's just a constantly shifting, many-sided shape, and you can swear that sometimes you see some sh- some of the sides sort of go through one another. Okay, you've got some tesseract shit in your little panic room. Nice, nice. Okay. I yes. Um, so I realised when we were between that I felt well let's just say if we hadn't met the host first and the enforcer hadn't been dealing with that um, he probably would have come and done a your planet or your life kind of thing to me since that much as I hate to admit it Professor Gears was right to unseal the universe much as it led to my death so I knew coming back would I wanted to come back to see you guys and sort of see how the rest of this universe turns out but if they come for their planet I had to how can I put I had to pay a price to come back and that price is I can't be as strong here as I am between so to even the odds I bought a a small amount of firmament back with me 
This shape contains the raw energy of creation itself. Might not kill them, but it might should drive them away. If anything happens to me, I need you to make sure that the young the young me gets this. Okay, so let me see if I got this straight then. When you said can't, is that like a you physically can't do it, or you can't do it, or something bad will happen and you want to avoid that something bad? Because the latter is the assumption I've been working off of. A bit of everything. Um, within a dimension, I have to limit myself to abide by the, the laws of, well, space, time, reality. Whereas between, I could make universes and have the rules within be broadly what I want. Um, whereas here I can't, but also giving off too big a display of power is would be like lighting a big lantern and saying, here I am. The enforcer probably wouldn't care, the mentor may want to have words to tone it down. I think the librarian's probably the most interested of the ones I can talk about. Certainly, I think being too big here would make the librarian come here. Yeah, it, um, we know it actually definitely does want to come here. It, uh, told us. It knew about Zero already and what they did to the host and it considers zero to be its like mortal foe yeah. outside of the ones that are already up on its level so it wants to come here and annihilate all of us and so yeah lighting a fucking universal signal flare on our location would be real fucking bad hence why I have a panic room yeah. And why I built the young one something equivalent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, certainly I think the librarian would likely want to collect me, so... I have no interest in being a, a, in being a book. Oh, man. I wonder if the... Okay, I'm sorry, this is, like, exceptionally morbid considering to you in particular that I'm talking about. I wonder if it's collected any other Gary Archers, and if it's like got them all strung up by hex code. Um, I don't have any intention of asking. Yeah, no. I ideally we never encounter it again. Yeah, the, the benefit of being between is um, they're above. They can see. It's like being an ant in the middle of a in the middle of a field of grass. They can see all they can see is the grass. Yeah. All right. <sighs> okay. Sorry, um, but you know, maybe I'm unlimited, but the rest of you aren't, and you know, you guys. Well. I'll, I'll be around to see this universe out. 
be nice to have friends along the way. Yeah. Well, I don't plan on going anywhere for the rest of my natural life. So don't fuck up and we can keep being friends. Cool. So we will say that the several hours pass that it takes Bradford to manage to get into civilian clothing and get here. By that point, everyone else has already arrived. Silver Skeleton arrived uh, a little while ago, and Robin spent most of that time pacing around the base, muttering to himself. He knows better than to stop you from doing that, so he's just staring out a window, looking at the sights, trying not to look directly, too directly at young Gary, because, oh boy. I'd, be, I'd imagine he'd be more interested in old Gary, because he's not talked to him yet. I mean, if old Gary wants to talk to him. I do have both of the Garys in the room. Oh. They will be necessary for demonstrative purposes, and also they deserve to be in on this. You know what? If no one minds... I probably will. I pro- oh, Gary probably would talk to Silver Skeleton if he's there. Yeah. Sort of bit before anyone else shows up. Sure. So he's just he's just sort of standing there, very stoically, looking out a window in the actual base itself. Ah, um, S- Silver Skeleton. Yes. Um, I figured you'd probably eventually call for me, so I figured now's as good a time as any to, to, to chat. Well, I already talked to your younger version, and he hasn't done any actual growing up, so I'm hoping that you have done some maturing. Hmm. How can I put this? You and I will probably never, ne- ne- never uh, be, be uh, friends. Uh, but how can I put this? You're a necessary evil is my opinion. You shouldn't need to exist. You shouldn't need to do what you do. But unfortunately, things in this universe have transpired to to mean that a man with power has to try and offset other men with power to keep a balance. For once, I wholeheartedly agree with something you said. I, I don't... You know, I might... I guess... I'm still... My ideal is still to make sure that nothing like you has to exist again, yeah. But... For what it's worth... I'm kind of sorry that... I gave you your... Well, I'm kind of sorry that I wish to heal you. Um, weird as that sounds. I, you know, I, ho- I hope you can appreciate I was doing it for the right reasons, but and I hope that it's meant that you can live a life without pain at least, but I suspect that you 
you probably would have had some kind of surgery done yourself if, if you wanted it. But there were attempts, all the skin grass rejected. You know, all I can say is I, even though it was a bit of an abuse, well, not a bit of a violation, maybe, um, is the word, um, could be the word, um, is the word. Uh, whatever, that's it's not. But the, the point is that um, you know, I, I hope that it made things easier, and that eventually you'll find peace. It was never about peace or comfort. It was about a reminder, because whenever anybody asked why I do what I do it was easy enough to point at my condition and say that this is what superheroes do when they are not observed, when they are put against the wall they will choose their lives over their ideals and you taking that away, I don't get angry very easily, Gary Archer. On the contrary, I find anger to be a detriment to my line of work. But when I was healed, I don't think I had been that angry in about 15 years. I've come to accept the fact that it is no longer part of who I am, and it has improved my life a bit. But it is no longer a thing I can just very easily point to in order to prove my point. Oh, Megalad just stands up slightly straighter and kind of says, you know what, I think a man like you probably doesn't need a reminder. It's not a man like me. It is other people who seem to think that just because things have gotten better since the 90s, means that men like me shouldn't have to exist. Maybe. But remember, there's men like me too. And I walk away because that's a dramatic line to walk away on. <laughs> okay. Alright, so let's get to the meeting. Let's have the other players join in. Or they could actually play the game. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Bradford uh, walks walks in and goes, "Yeah, sorry, I'm late." Uh, he's he's wearing extremely casual clothes, like jeans and like a band shirt. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he goes, "Sorry, I'm late. I work stuff had to happen first, so it's fine. I needed you to not be a DHEA agent here today." Admittedly, okay. he does still look like a narc. Can't remove psychic tattoos there, Nikolai! That is not the definition of knock. 
If you consider that just because he takes the uh, cloaks off doesn't mean that he doesn't have to do his job. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Okay, just, just making sure. Also, how do I slow down? <laughs> Somebody help him with that while I place this phone call real quick. Bradford just lifts you up a couple inches off the ground to, to have you stop all your momentum. Oh no, I'm not running, I'm just talking fast. Oh, oh, okay, high five. I call Loveless, by the way. Alright, mm. she answers and she goes, alright, I'm here. Yep, uh, again, you don't gotta say anything. I'm putting you on speakerphone now. I get speakerphone, I put it on the table. Are you want some jerky? I had time to stop and get jerky on the way. And, you know, enjoy it for as much as you're able to. All right, everybody. So, I know the room is presently filled with a bunch of people who don't like and or don't trust each other. And, uh, tough shit, everybody put it the fuck away. Uh, because I need everybody here using their hands to... Uh, craft solutions and not fumble with rulers to try and figure out whose dick is the biggest because um, Number one, this is bigger than all of us and number two. It, it's me <laughs> That that laughter is in character for Arlen Actually, they call me back a lot for a reason <laughs> so um, as Every, well, I guess not everybody in this room. As some people in this room are aware and some people are not, the DHEA is presently in possession of Gary's missing arm. Yeah. They are running experiments on it to some end that I don't know, and TBH, I don't care. It's irrelevant to me. And additionally, as everybody in this room, except for the two of them, are aware, uh, there is presently on the loose a super whose ability we have determined via analysis to be a perfect imitation of other people's powers by being in close enough proximity to a portion of their body attached to their main body or not. Oh, fuck. Uh... Now I hear some of you saying, why is this such a big deal? Maybe Xerox steals the hand and uh, they just get like maybe conditional invulnerability and some cool laser powers. Well, the issue is, and I point at both the Garys, we don't know which one of these two the arm is synced to. And if it's this one, pointing at younger Gary, yeah, that's all they get. Fine, we'll deal with it. If it's this one, pointing at older Gary, we just had a pretty neat conversation about how uh, he's been, like, building universes as training exercises for the past fucking untimable eras. And, uh... How, additionally, there are a couple of beings out there in the universe who will detect reckless use of powers to that degree, and will come here, specifically uh, the librarian, who already fucking wants all of us dead, because 
Nikolai disabled the host permanently. Probably permanently, I fucking hope. Uh, so the librarian will potentially see this signal fire, come here, and devour us. And oh boy, the fun doesn't stop there. Because there's this guy who is on this librarian's level and fucking hates them. They're called the Enforcer. They are basically the host, but a cop. So if the librarian shows up, the Enforcer is going to say, what the fuck is that all about? And come over here and try and figure out what's going on. And then we'll have the Planet Devourer and the Mega Cop showing up to deal with us. So, discuss. If I may, it is slightly erroneous to describe the Enforcer as a cop. They are also judge, jury, and executioner. So, worse. Thank you. Excellent. So a cop got it. <laughs> you know what? Silver Skeleton starts saying something and then looks at Penny and just nods. And Arlen looks like he wants to argue, but then he goes, You know what? I can't. I can't. I just can't. Can, 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 I, can I just point out that even if it's... If the arm is uh, uh, synced to, to to the younger one, the, the, the fact is that um, yeah, having a tap into the energy that powers well, the energy of, of, of this dimension um, is probably not great for anyone living in it, um, particularly as. Neither of us know the full extent of what that energy can do. Yeah, and so it's real bad either way. It just can be either colossally bad or world-endingly bad. Oh, it's world-endingly bad either way. We're talking about the difference between oh, this world and and this dimension. Um, sure. Either, okay. either way, no one in this planet is surviving it. Sure. So, um, oh, and in case we all just kind of were thinking about taking a blasé attitude to this, uh, this is not a question of if, it's a question of when, because we know that Xerox has been hitting DHEA facilities already, and they have insider information, possibly to the point of being an employee of the DHEA, so we need to get a hold of that arm and either reattach it to this one, pointing at old Gary, or annihilate it. Bradford is rubbing his temples and he goes, alright, okay. Okay. We think we've narrowed the possibility of the mole down to about a dozen people. So, we're gonna start hitting those people harder than I thought, apparently, because, and sooner than I thought, because if this is true, then, as far as I know, they don't know where the arm is, but this, again, that's only as far as I know. We need to know where the arm is. I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know. I don't have the corners for it. It's a need-to-know basis only, and I don't need to know. I argue differently. 
Oh no, I argue differently now as well. I didn't argue differently before because guess what? I didn't know that there was a world-ending threat attached to the arm. But unfortunately, this one, points at old Gary, really pissed my boss off the other day. So guess what? I'm kind of in the shithouse with him, so I might not be able to get the clearance no matter how well I argue. Good job, OG. Uh, let's, let's be clear here. The DHEA are holding the arm in a vat under armed guards, and hmm. who knows what other superior-based weaponry they're holding in vats under armed guard for, for, for um, no clear and obvious re- The DHEA weapons testing. Is it really relevant right now? I think a little. Like, yes, my arms. I think that's something we can discuss after this situation has been Okay, refused. okay. But I'm well, not forgetting. Was it clear that the DHEA was using the arm for testing and not for simple detainment? I can only say what I saw, which is green bubbly vat or. Maybe it's TV. I, I I tend to associate green bubbly vats with science. Anyway, point is, I know Cook was just detaining it. I don't know about Eskridge. Eskridge is about 10,000 times more of an asshole than Cook ever was. So it's entirely possible that they are weapons testing or doing something with it that's highly illegal. But guess what? He'll probably get pardoned by the president anyway. All right. So oh, here's no, the- hold up. Sorry. They, mu- they must have had the arm before before Cook left. So Cook would know where the arm, where they likely took the arm. Assuming it hasn't been moved since Eskridge took over. Here's my thoughts on this. Even if we could get, like, concrete evidence that the arm is now a threat to all of everything, I feel like... Eskridge is going to be enough of an asshole about this that he's just going to be like, uh, well, no, actually, we've got this under control. We can protect this well enough and do really nothing about it, except maybe put a few more armed guards on patrol. <laughs> I think what we need to be doing is trying to shut down Xerox, first and foremost. There may also be some merit in starting a custody lawsuit for the arm. That's going to draw attention to it. Maybe Xerox doesn't know about the arm. Like, low chance, but it's possible. When I was going through the um, process to get my um, bank account reopened and me not being legally dead because I quite like spending money on things, um, they they didn't mention anything about um, getting custody of body parts back. Uh, So I didn't ask. So here's the thing about Xerox. They are looking for something extremely specific. They are hitting different DHEA facilities basically every time. And it is every time they hit a different facility. They get in, they look around, they leave. All right. So we can make the assumption that they're probably looking for the arm. We we don't know for sure, but it's safer to assume that they're looking for it than not. So I guess, yeah. In that case, it's probably safe to start. If nothing else, it might if it's a chance, it's a low chance, but it's worth a shot of trying to go through the legal channels of getting your arm back. It can't hurt, I guess. If Xerox, if we have to, we have to assume that Xerox already knows about the arm, so it can't hurt in that regard. 
it may be a way to draw Xerox's attention to a specific location. If the lawsuit were to demand the location of the arm as part of the discovery process, if that information was granted, then Xerox would be aware and would want to obtain it. I have a quick question. I think lawsuits take a really long time. They do. I was going to bring that up. They do take a very long time. It would take months, maybe even years, before we saw any real progress towards that. Oh, uh, Silver Skeleton, can you do me a favor? Can I quickly touch you for a sec? It would do nothing but negate your abilities, but sure. Yes, that's... Uh, that's, that's, that's uh, ah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, when, you, when your hand touches him... It goes back to whatever natural skin color you had, and you don't feel any of the cosmic power flowing through, through you. It's a very short range of that, but it uh, it, it does happen. Oh, that's, that's gross. I am aware of the timing of a lawsuit, which is why I recommended bringing it up as part of the discovery, which would happen... Most likely within a month of the suit being filed. I mean, I'm happy to to file suit, but do we have a month? Maybe, maybe not. I'd safer to assume that we don't. And there's also another possibility that we're not looking at. Eskridge is the kind of person who does whatever he needs to do in order to do his job in what he considers the most efficient possible manner. There's nothing to say that even if he lost the lawsuit and would have to give the arm back, that he wouldn't just clone the arm and continue doing what he's doing anyway. I know cloning is illegal, but when has that ever stopped the DHEA? Mm, cloning would... Cloning would be really annoying. Who's to say he hadn't already done that? <laughs> Says the man with a second version of himself in the room. Would the clone necessarily have the original's set of powers? I understand that this happened under a very specific set of circumstances. The clone would probably be some weird, bizarro version of me that would talk funny. And we've it's already met Megaladline. I suspect if they want to clone me, they'll clone the whole thing. Because this is reflection perfection right here. Not if they just lost a lawsuit that said that you need to give a specific part back to you. How do you clone just an arm? Yeah, you clone the whole me and then cut off the arm. There you go. Oh, don't need this. It throws them in the dumpster. Pretty much. In fact, more of me would be better. So It's not. I can confirm. So I noticed we haven't discussed at all the option of just fucking breaking in and destroying it ourselves. Uh, I was waiting for us to get there, honestly. Our track record for that is not the greatest, and if this Xerox person can't do it... Turning to look at Silver Skeleton, I mean, we've done it once, and we were just kids then. Okay. The initial question was where the arm is located, which has yet to be answered. Like I said, I don't know. It's a need-to-know thing, and I don't need to know. My boss. So Poltergeist had the idea that we could probably approach Cook and see if if Cook 
um, certainly Cook would be aware of some of the black sites and if and was a bit more reasonable. Yeah, if not where exactly it is now, where it would be kept. A list of places. I mean, were I the DHEA and I wanted to test something, I'd build it under Groom Lake or something like that, but... Oh, you know what? Um, I've read some of the dossiers we have, like, on file. Just, you know, light reading. Uh, there's another, you know, like, mega lad here, right? That one guy with the incomprehensible name, right? Uh, oh, yeah. You're talking about the greatest villain of all time. Grimble. I'm already in the room, and I'm not another mega lad. No, you're small fry compared to Grumbungus back in the day. That's it, Grumbungus. Grimchungus. You think he? I don't even consider him on my top fifty levels of threat, Gary. But we all know back in the day he was a beast. Anyway, he's got like power. Dr- he drains other mega lads of powers or something like that, right? He must have some ability to sense that kind of stuff. Um, oh my god, I do not want to team up with that guy, even if it means saving the universe. As I recall, he was just a more of a youth vampire. He just quite likes me because he gets a bigger hit. But it's then again, maybe it's like leading a bloodhound to a stake. Then again, maybe we can use the three of you to triangulate. Uh, again, though, is it worth it? Even if, you know, the world's going to be destroyed? Is it worth teaming up with that guy? I, I, yes. I, I did actually have, have a question for him anyway, so sooner or later I'd have tracked him down. Um, we never found out why or what he remembers about how he came here. Sounds like all the more reason to go talk to him. <sighs> He's so creepy, though. Look, at the very least, we need to figure out where this arm is just so we can stop Xerox from getting there. At the interest of not having to deal with that guy, let's put two teams together. One goes to talk to Grumbungus and the other tries to maybe track down Xerox. We also should send somebody to see Cook. I need to talk to her anyway. I'll go see Cook. All right. I volunteer to be on the not talk to some Grumbungus team. (laughs) Um, so, Arland. Yeah. I'm gonna go try and convince my boss, who's currently extremely pissed at me, that I need to know the location of a black site of a... of the location of Megalad's arm. Something that he does not want to tell anybody because somebody came into his office demanding to know where it was. I need the list of suspects. All right, sure. I'll I'll get that for you as well. I don't necessarily have it memorized right now because I have a lot on my plate, but I will get it to you as soon as I can. Oh, um, can I get something from you? Actually, can you get me a list of every facility Xerox has hit already? Yeah, I can do that as well. Thank you. Have a dollar. Okay, um, so at the moment I've got Poltergeist on t- Team Talk to Cook, 
um, Young Mag- Megalodon Track Xerox, old on fan grumbuckers. I figured he'd be less attracted to the old one. Try and steal this youth, you asshole. <laughs> I have none left. I'll call Mooncat up. I figure tracking down another master thief will be exactly her kind of shit. Okay. I'll start hitting to the largest legal extent that I can the various cameras and such that Silver Security has contracted out. At the moment, Talk to Cook's just poltergeist unless anyone else is going on that lost cause. Does Penny want any company? I mean, if anybody wants to come with, if anyone doesn't have a a lead to follow and wants to go talk to the old head of the DHEA. God, so part of me really wants to go just to have Robin crawl up her ass about shit. But also, I want to take Gary the Younger to see Professor Gears. Plus, the more you crawl up her ass, the less information she'll probably give you. Yeah, maybe we'll just leave it to people who know how, who can be diplomatic with people they don't like. Oh, I got a <laughs> young Michael that's got a plus four in rapport, but he he wants to check zero. Oh, I have terrible talking stats, but I don't know. I figure worth a shot anyway. You know what, fine, I'll, I'll come with you. I think it's about time our character's actually interacted in some way. Question. Answer. Mm-hmm. Actually, in character, I want to, like, talk to Switch real quick. Hey, mm-hmm. just a thought. Since I'm talking to Gabby, um, I'm assuming, this is my thought here, we probably don't want like to draw a lot of attention to this, just in case it makes Xerox scatter, so should we keep this on the down low from the rest of the Vindicators? You know, I had the thought of whether or not it was a good idea for me to also call Shimmer, because I've still got her phone number, but I honestly don't know what good it would do. You see, like, my thought is that, like, too much obvious heat is going to make Xerox just go underground for a while. I also don't know what they could do. Like, the only one that I can think of that could actually usefully contribute potentially is the Vizier, because I don't know, maybe there's, like, yeah, wizard tracking spells. But outside of that, I don't see what good the rest of the Vindicators could do. They don't have special information on the DHEA, to my knowledge. I have been learning the rudiments of magic. I may be able to assist in that sphere. Good enough for me. If you want to go talk to the Vizier, and just to the Vizier, and not get the rest of them involved, because, well, with the exception of the armor, they're going to be a bunch of fucking Boy Scouts about it, and we don't need that right now. I do get the sense that the Vizier is one capable of keeping many secrets. He's so cool. Okay, um, so what I got then is Talk to Cook is Poltergeist and Young Megalad. Track Xerox seems to be Mooncast, Silver Skeleton, and Sundog. Um, and Grumbungus is just old Megalad. That's fun. Um, I can come join you. 
You know what, oh. we can team up because my thing will be pretty quick, I think. Okay, um... So I'll put switch there as well. Yeah, I do on gathering mis miscellaneous information along with DHEA guy and Zero. Alright. There is one other topic I would like to broach while everyone is here. I have created for myself a new long-term project, which is to end the threat of the six remaining cosmically powerful beings. It has occurred to me that no singular creature should have that much power, and they pose an existential threat, as previously indicated not solely to this universe, but to all of them. I, 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 I kind of agree with you, but we need to, to have some level of caution. Um, not all of the six are. We, unfortunately, we've generally encountered the more the more belligerent of the seven. Um, to be fair, the uh. The host did say he was one of the nice ones. The actual, there's only one really actual nice one. Yeah, but he's the host. He could win line. And we will, and we won't know until you figure out what the other three are. Well, fucking course, the host thinks he's a nice guy. <laughs> well, I've, I've given you one suggestion. I always have faults for another. If we can find a way to contact the mentor and only the mentor, they may be able to provide us with information about the rest and I may be able to convince them of the error of creating the others in the first place. I don't think... I'm not sure that the mentor created them, but sure. As I recall, that is specifically why they are called the Mentor. Hmm. I don't know if I'm not so sure. Okay, team. So, who needs to be dropped off somewhere? I have no idea where to start with this, so I'm just going to go see my sister, so I'll just be heading out. I know where Cook lives, right? Don't I? Um, it's easy enough to find out with a with a basic Google search. Uh, Kevin told you some fucking town somewhere in the middle of Colorado, which is accurate. Uh... She lives in Aspen, Colorado. There is actually an there is an airport. I, I looked this up on uh, Google Maps. There is an airport that is right outside of Aspen, um, but it's an extremely small town of like about six thousand residents. It's mostly used as a um as a ski resort during the winter, but this is not winter, so it is not as it's not going to be ex extremely busy at the moment. What month is it? April? April, yeah, April. Be mid to late April right now. Okay. Yeah, I guess it is not winter. I don't really see how dropping me off in the middle of some town in Colorado would really work that well, considering it probably there's a decent-ish chance I might end up inside a tree or something. I mean, I can adjust for altitude as well. Um, it's up to you, though. Poltergeist, isn't it? Um, can you can you fly? I can 
you know, for the sake of argument, yes, let's just say yeah. Okay, let's just fly there then. Try and keep up. Shouldn't be that long. It's just cross con. It's cross country. It's just half a continent away. Sure. Ah, all right. I might need to stop and take a break, but sure. Um, how heavy are you? <laughs> Give Megalad a look. <laughs> Gary, you can't ask girls that. What the fuck? Okay, fine. Well, I can probably lift it. Hop on. Uh, let's put it this way. It is from where you are. Uh, Aspen is 1,700 miles away. Yeah, but we've already established I can fly to England, so... It took you a very long time. Alright, whatever. Uh, God, this is weird. Alright, let's fly. Alright. Break the sound barrier, pass out. wants to go first? What what team wants to go first? How about eight? Because he's not really done a lot yet. Yeah, okay. So, like, I guess first thing, I'm gonna go I'm gonna talk to my sister in person. Alright. You know what? You'll find her uh, at some sort at some cafe and she is with her girlfriend who she loves and spends time with. And she sees you uh, uh, approaching. She's like, Hey, Felix, over here. All right. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize you were. I didn't want to interrupt stuff, but uh, uh, I mean, if this is a bad time, I can come back. Shimmer's like, no, I enjoy your company. There's no reason for you to feel like you're intruding. We've known each other for five years at this point. And, like, you're basically my my little brother too. I okay, that's sweet. Uh, but I also didn't don't interrupt like your date here. Gabby is like, you're not interrupting. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a work thing, so I like again. I can come oh. back. Uh, Shimmer's like, uh, it's a work thing. Um, yeah. sh- she looks around. She goes, uh, you know what? I have to go use the restroom. I'll be back, and that's just code for uh, to Gabby for text me when you're done. And she just gets up and starts moving for the restroom. Uh, sorry, I'm really sorry about having to interrupt this. I wouldn't if it's not okay. urgent. All right, now I am a I am a little annoyed now because it is a work thing. So, yeah, I, I I didn't. This is kind of urgent. So we need to stop. We need to track down a thief in order to prevent the end of possibly everything. Being a little dramatic, but okay. Not really. Okay, so long to short of it. Um, you remember how when like Gary passed through that portal to stop the cack? like those five years ago and yeah. he left behind an arm well the DHA have it and they're doing experiments on it and this guy Xerox who can copy powers is trying to find it and if he finds it they're gonna well I don't say I don't say yeah I don't know what they are so there they find the arm they will copy the powers and they will start using them and that's gonna light up a big old beacon for the librarian to come here <sighs> okay we don't know how much time we have our options right now is we we're gonna try to stop Xerox first. If we can't do that, I guess we gotta break into DHEA and 
steal the arm from them before Xerox can. So, naturally, I thought of you. Okay, well... Alright, Xerox is still, like, really an enigma for everyone, because they don't hit up the normal targets. They just they just hit up DHEA places, and that's, like, yeah. an insane kind of specialty. So none of us really so, have any contact with I them. don't have the information right now, but um, we have 12 possible people that we could be. So that's, you know, we're not spitting into the dark here. All right, yeah. We have that, some manner of leads, at least. That works. The rest of the team is going on some stuff. We're going to meet up with... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Calvert's on this. Um, the rest of the team is doing other things. So, again, um, you got time to finish your date. This isn't, like, an immediate matter, but I didn't realize you were on a date. Otherwise, I would have waited. That's... It's... It's fine. I would have rather learned now than, you know, a couple hours from now. So it's, I also feel like maybe I'm just going to distract you from having a good time. And I'm really genuinely sorry about that. I tried to bail when I saw you were with Shimmer, but Shimmer spotted me first. And it's okay. Um, oh, also, we're trying to keep this like low key so that because uh, we don't want to like make a big fuss and st- you know, scare Xerox. Uh, I, I understand. I understand how that is. But uh, yeah. here's the thing: ever since she started dating me, Shimmer might not be as much of a goody two shoes as she lets on. So I'm pretty sure if I told her and asked her to keep it quiet, she wouldn't go to anyone that you didn't want it being told to. So All right. if you trust her, I trust her. That's fine. Okay. But we don't want the vindicators running around. You know. Oh, oh no, no! Of course not. Like that's the le- like the minute you hear the vindicators are on the scene, you lay low for right, two to right. three weeks. My thoughts exactly. Okay, but if Shimmer's cool, that's fine. Anyway, uh, I gotta go meet up with Calvert um, again. I'm really sorry for interrupting your date. I'm gonna head out. All right. One of these days, I will find a date to interrupt that. The date that you're enjoying that I will get to interrupt. Fair. Completely fair. I'm gonna go. I'm, I am gonna take one of these breadsticks. They're unlimited anyway. Okay. You fucking have a date in Olive Garden? <laughs> no! No! More than just Olive Garden offers unlimited breadsticks, ape. Alright, so she, you, as you walk away, she starts uh, texting Shimmer and like, hey, uh, like, hey, it's safe to come out. Okay, so you said you're going to go talk to Calvert as well? I'm just going to meet up with Calvert. Okay. I mean, we could just, like, hang out and just, like, spitball until Gabby gets there. I mean, the way Gabby operates is that she'll probably go off on her own and won't, like... We haven't had, like, a good sit-down with Calvert in a while, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so, um... So you go up to Calvert's office, which is where he would be. And he is currently, like, on his computer, like, just tapping away, looking through a bunch of, um, a bunch of cameras, just trying to find anything. Hey, Shiny Britches, how it's going? Incredibly slowly, 
trying to find a needle in a haystack is not exactly my idea of a good time, but it needs yeah, to be I got done. told Gabby about it, and knowing Gabby, they'll probably immediately go off on their own and try to find any information. Um, so we'll meet up her later. Uh, Bradford gets you those names yet? I imagine he's trying to talk to his boss about trying to get the location first, so that way he can get the information all to us all at once, but I imagine that's like trying to draw blood from a stone. Well, I mean, it'd be helpful to have names rather than, you know, nothing at all. Yeah, but Bradford's mind works in particular ways, and I think he would rather give us all the information that he can at once, rather than drip feed it to us. I guess? Sure. That doesn't seem helpful to me. I don't see how that's more helpful, but whatever. So, uh... Not to get personal, but... When are you gonna tell Velos? Because it's been like... It's been a while. I feel like he deserves to know. That is up to his mother. Okay. I guess. We get along, but she did not want my assistance in raising Lawrence. I believe how Lorena turned out is a part of it. It's just... It seems messed up from my perspective. I don't want to be like the person to try to tell you how to raise your children, but it seems like it's the sort of thing they should know regardless. I wanted to tell him the moment I found out as well, because believe you and me, I did not initially know. However, again, that is up to his mother to decide. Alright, alright, um, alright, so I've told Gabby, um, is there anything I can do, like, in the immediate situation for you? If you could help me go through the security footage, I'd appreciate it. And he'll pull out a laptop, uh, do his personal login, there's nothing in there that, uh, he, that you could do that he wouldn't be able to undo if he tried, he tried to order, like, I don't know, 20 million lollipops to the silver It probably security. doesn't even have a Wi-Fi connection, let's be honest here. <laughs> if it's a security laptop, it's probably got no, you know, air connection only, uh, hard connections only, and even then, yeah, it's probably running virtual machines on virtual machines. Yeah, and he'll uh, hand it to you, and he goes, I started at the top, you start at the bottom, we'll see if we can find anything. Yeah, alright, sure. In a little while passes, and... Calvert says, Huh. Got an email from Bradford. He said that Eskridge is being more of a hard-ass than usual and not giving him the location of the arm. However, he did send me the list of names and, uh, oh. Oh, that's interesting. Well, don't give me suspense here. You see, on top of these 12 names, there were four, there are 14 other names that I have memorized. Kenneth Fergus, Linda Harbaugh, Patricia Munez, Tyrone Walters, Kennedy Carpenter, Victoria Greggs, Ulysses Wright, Donna, Eric, and James Hillman, Thomas Fells, 
Xander McKay, Jose Reyes Fernandez, and Malcolm Denver. Tell me, does McKay sound familiar? been a while, but I think I've met a DHEA agent by that name. Xander McKay was her brother. Was? And those 14 names that I just listed were the 14 people that the capitalist personally killed in his attack on that crowd that day. Alright, um... So if you wanted to say, get revenge on the captain list, uh, but we're just a person who could you know, uh, copy powers, which is useful, but if you needed a big power that could, uh, oh say, kill the captain list, um, hmm, where would you get that? Oh, maybe from uh, Megalad's arm. Right. And wouldn't you know it? Number seven on this list of suspected moles is Haley McKay. Great. Well, I sincerely doubt that just rolling up to their doorstep and going, hey, stop it, is going to do anything. But we got a name, and we can get an address, and we can do something about that. I don't know. Ooh. Like, on one hand, I feel... I feel for him here, but also... Your revenge might destroy everything, so... God. And also consider this. Oh. It might not be the captain list she wants revenge on. Hmm. I mean... They didn't act like they have a personal vendetta against... Well, maybe they did. I don't know. Man, this is a situation. We'll have to find out when we find McKay. Alright. Well... If they're a decent mole... Then they're aware that they are a suspect. So it's not gonna be as easy as rocking up to their house, I imagine. No, probably not. Hmm. Alright, it's... Nothing's ever easy. Nothing's ever easy like this. Should we keep going through the footage now, or is that irrelevant? It would probably help to keep going through the footage. After all, now that we are looking for two people, it gives us more of a chance to find what we're looking for. Okay. Yeah, alright. Alright, who wants to go next? Because that's going to take a while. That's, that's going to take quite a while. I can do my thing. Okay. So, uh, Bradford Arlen has just sent out the list of suspects, and, of course, Switch and Zero, you would 
100% re- recognize uh, Haley McKay. One, because you're a machine who remembers everything. And two, because you kind of personally tortured Haley McKay for a little while there. I I don't... I wouldn't call it torturing. She fucking stalked Felix and abused her powers to get his personal information, so I made oh. her life hard. Oh, Fair. that person. Yeah. Yeah. The person who fucking, like, shut down your school for a few hours to have a personal meeting with you and obtained your cell phone number. Hmm. That's been in the universe like five years. Anyway, so yeah, Haley McKay's name is on there. Also, Bradford says, hey, couldn't get my boss to give up the goods on where the arm is. Sorry. But um, he does also send a list of all the DHEA sites that uh, Xerox has hit. They are all over the country. Uh, There's basically almost every state has been hit. Um, The only ones that are that have not been hit are Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, So basically continental US every state has been hit at least once. New York state several times because there's a lot more superheroes here than there are in the rest of the, the U.S. Um, but it also includes a couple of spots that are not on any officially recognized uh, DHEA maps. So, you know, black sites. Uh, but yeah, what else were you guys going to do? Well, we're talking about Zero right now. Okay. So, I mean, I thought you were on the same team with Zero once... Uh, I was going specifically to go talk to the Vizier. Alright, the Vizier is currently working on stuff in his uh, in his office at Vindicator's HQ. So, um, he acknowledges your entrance, but he doesn't like look up from what he's doing. He's like, come in, come in. Greetings. Oh, hello. Nikolai, how can I help you this day? There is an existential threat to the universe. Isn't there always? In this case, the situation may escalate at any moment, and the most expedient solutions to the threat are illegal. Very well. How can I help? Before we continue speaking, I believe we should change venues. Very well. Hold on one moment. Uh, he casts some spells. Whatever he was working on just goes on automatic, and then he goes over to his archway and activates it and steps through. Alright, I follow and then apprise him of all of the information and suggestions that have been discussed already, along with the usefulness of magical tracking spells. A tracking spell could work. The problem with that is that I would require something personal of theirs in order to complete it. Otherwise, I could simply search. I would simply get too wide of a range for it to be effective. I am aware of this complication. I believe that if I were to receive instruction on the particulars of the spell, I would be able to complete it in your stead. 
and therefore keep you keep your name and the Vindicator's names out of the process. I would appreciate that. After all, I'm sure that a thief of this caliber and of this power and of this experience knows that if we were to get involved, then they would have to simply vanish for a little while and have the trip and have the trail go cold before they start back up, which would only delay the inevitable. I do also have a question about their copying ability. Would it extend to magical abilities? It depends on their power set. I don't know everything about it, but... It did not seem to be able to copy my mechanical abilities. No. I believe that if their power works as you described it, it only manages to copy the cosmic nature of such superheroes. So, Sundog, for example. If Sundog was around their range, they would be able to create sun constructs. If Switch was in their range, they would be able to swap things. I don't believe they would be able to copy magic, it would have because magic is a learned skill, not innately given. As a result, your natural accommodies, your as they, such as they are, cannot be copied either. Do you therefore believe that a magical barrier would be able to intercede between Xerox and a cosmically powered individual so as to make them immune from said power? I've never tried to use magic to negate a cosmic power. Such shields usually don't, but I've always tried to create such. It would not be negating the power directly. It would simply be creating a force that prevents it from reaching an individual. There would only be one way to find out, and that would be to try. I've never, I've never run into this individual, I don't know their full capabilities. Nevertheless, it is a point of research that I would appreciate you looking into. I will do so. Is there anything else that you need me to do? No, I think we hit the, uh, the main points here. Okay. And then there's just a, a bit of a fade out as Zero learns the particulars of the tracking spell. Okay. Who wants to go next? I volunteer as tribute. Okay. You and Gary arrive in Aspen, Colorado. Like I said, it's a fairly small town. Um, it's pretty good drive away from any major cities. Uh, the closest major city would be Denver, and that's almost three and a half hours, and then after that would be Colorado Springs, which is almost four and a half hours drive. Um, it's a nice small town. Uh, you've, like, there's, it's really different from Halcyon, where there's, like, no matter where you go in Halcyon, there's always this sense of, like, you can see the skyline, uh, one of the two skylines. Uh, Aspen has, like, no building taller than like three or four stories from what I could find 
um, and you can see like the mountains in the background. They've got some nice green foliage on them, uh, and it's it's just an extreme. It's like one of those towns that it's like extremely small town vibes. Uh, so it's not difficult to find where Cook lives. She's it's it's a like I said, it's such a small town that it takes 15 minutes for Cook to be able to walk from where she lives to downtown Aspen um, for whatever for whatever downtown equates to for uh, for Aspen. Um, and she lives in a really nice looking like stone and wood house with like a nice yard and uh, some trees in there. And it's very unassuming because, you know, this is not the kind of place that Cook ever even really talked about uh, going to and like her previous place was like in downtown Halcyon and it was like the complete opposite of this. There was no yard or anything. Okay, um, so we la- here we are. Um, we're landing. How's your ass pen? <sighs> that was disorienting. How do you go that fast without feeling sick? Um... I don't think about it. You know, it's it's a lot easier in the air where you don't have to worry about crashing into things. Fucking alright. Alright. Boy, she's gonna be surprised to see you, I guess. Look, uh, you can ignore the joke all you want, but you gotta admit. Good line. Hmm? You can ignore the joke, but you gotta admit. Good line. Good line, right? Good line. I'm. We not talk much. I joke sometimes. Yeah, it's no worry. Cool. Door. Let's go meet um Captain Cook. God, I hope she fucking chilled out. I'm not in the mood to be screamed at today. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember her. Uh, if she raises her voice, you probably will. All right, I'm just gonna walk up and knock on the front door. Yeah, there's uh, there's also a doorbell that you can ring if you really want. But um, but you knock on the door and you hear a muffled uh, just a minute. And op- what opens the door is a um, is a man holding a cup of coffee. He's bald. He's got bushy eyebrows. He looks to be about Carolyn's age. And, and with go- the mightiest eyebrows <laughs> the world has ever seen. <laughs> uh, and and he goes, hi, can I help you? Hi, is Carolyn Cook here? Uh, yeah, she's in the back tending to the garden. Uh, the, are you a friend of hers or something? You could say that. Um, Cryptic. I'm hmm? the world-famous Megalad. He's the world-famous Megalad. I'm... I'm Poltergeist. If you tell her, tell her that, she'll know who we are. Alright, I'll go get her. Um, he turns around and uh, you can 
hear him yell, Ami! And uh, a couple minutes later, Cook walks up and she's like, she's like pulling off like some really, really dirty uh, looking gloves. And it's like, she sets them on a side table and she goes, Poltergeist and Megalad. You know, I'm going to Aspen to get away from the superhero stuff. Well, trust me, I really didn't want to have to come here and bother you about this, but it's kind of important. Yeah, sorry to bother you. We won't be long. Okay. Always is important. All right. Come on. Come on in. Um, she leads you in, and it's a really nice house. Uh, clean and brightly lit. And she walks over to the kitchen. She's like, you want any, like, coffee or tea or anything? Tea, please. Uh, just water. I He has to carry me back, and I'm not in the mood to stop for a bathroom break. Yeah, Fair enough. We flew all the way here, and boy, are my arms tired. Mm-hmm. She does not I'm laugh not at that. <laughs> but she does, like, just get you some tap water that she, uh, that she pours in a glass and then starts, uh, putting a tea on for Mega Lad. <laughs> you can tell Colin doesn't drink much tea. Yeah, I didn't ask you what just, kind of tea, because, like... Just putting a tea on. Like, I know you put the water in the kettle, and then you boil the water, and then it starts making that whistling sound, and that's how you know it's done. <laughs> like in old cartoons, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's how you know the water's ready, then you've actually got to put it in a teapot with some tea leaves in it. Colin may not know how tea works, but Carolyn knows how tea works. Carolyn knows how tea works, and that's what's the important Colin, thing. Colin, I need you to roll for tea. How good is this tea exactly? Roll plus crafts. <laughs> yeah, plus Carolyn's crafts. She makes all right tea. I mean, that's a one. That's fairly basic. Incredibly mediocre tea. I'll, dr- I'll drink it anyway. <laughs> all right. And uh, she sits down. Mediocre. <laughs> she she sits down with uh with her own wa- uh, water and goes. So what do you need to talk about? Well, there's a. Uh... To cut the long story short, you you were in charge of the DHEA five years ago, weren't you? Yes, I was. So you were probably in charge when my arm got chopped off when I went in the portal. Yes, I was. Um, so what we know is that my arm's in a DHEA base or research facility of some kind, and apparently there's some guy named Xerox who can copy powers by touching things or something. I'm being near them. Oh, that's much worse. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm not... The the old me's kind of obsessing a bit about why you have the arm. I don't really care. I just want to get a reasonable idea of where the arm might be so we can reattach it, destroy it, keep it out of Xerox's hands. Because him, them, whatever, I don't know. But... Given Xerox access to my powers is world threatening at best, universe threatening at worst. 
I need you to roll me rapport. And she is going to roll will to defend. Luckily, her will is not that great. Okay. Okay, you just need to be to zero. No, no, I'm going to do... Oh, yeah. A good thing. Oh, I plus five, I forgot. Okay, so she has to take a four shift hit to her mental defense. She only has three, so she has to take a minor... Uh, she has to take a mild mental consequence. So, and then that subtracts by two. So she marks her second mental box. And the mild consequence is annoyed, but understands. She goes, I mean, I can tell you where I put it for safekeeping. So that way we could possibly maybe reattach it if you came back there was always the possibility that you were going to come back we know how this works mm-hmm. i sent it to a black site in north carolina uh outside of uh fayetteville a couple of miles whether it's been moved or not under eskridge's tenure or not i can't say for sure is there any way you can tell us any other places where it might have been moved to alternate sites that might be capable of storage and study or testing? I'm, I'm going to be honest, Poltergeist. Like, Estridge and I are very different people. He runs the DHEA like the DHEA used to be run all the under every other director doing whatever it takes she makes big quotation marks there uh to keep the world safe and breaking all sorts of laws i was i attempted to make it more legal and less inhumane but we all saw how that turned out so i guess Congress wanted someone else, someone who was willing to do the dirty stuff, so I would not begin to fathom where Eskridge would move, because there's about 150 sites that I'm aware of from my tenure there that he could have moved it to. For all I know, he's built more. For all I know, he built one specifically for that arm. Christ almighty. I ask a question quick yes or no I'm not gonna expect you to give away classified information is keeping hero body parts standard practice or was it it wasn't but I honest to god Gary if I was in charge for another year and you hadn't returned I would have destroyed that arm I was waiting for you to come back, and then you didn't, and then I lost my job, and as a result, lost any say in what happened with that arm. It was a hectic couple of months. Well, you know what? That's a relief, at least, um, that we've only got one potential threat. Um, Because you've given us the sight that you put it at. If you were still running the DHEA 
and you were more of an arsehole, where would you move it if you had to move it? I'd build a black site that wasn't on any of our official, that wasn't on any of our already existing sites and move it there. Where where that would be, I don't know. For all I know, it's at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Okay. Well, I suppose the old site's a good place to look and worst comes to worst is the one thing you if there's one thing you government types love, it's paperwork, so yeah, it might be transport logs. Somewhere there'll be a record. Even in a black site. Yeah, it might be it might be listed as something else entirely, and it might might have been transported several, seven other times by the time it got uh, by the time you find it. But you know, at least we know where to start. Yeah, it's a starting point. All right. Do you have anything else to ask, Poltergeist? Uh, yeah, but it's kind of a personal question. Do you mind waiting outside while I just ask this one last question? Yeah, sure, I'll finish my tea outside. <laughs> Alright, Poltergeist, what do you need? The work you oversaw to give people superpowers. Ah, oh, Project Cosmic. Mm. Big ol' failure on that one, too. Is there anything you can tell me about it? I mean, that I tried to stop it about a year in when it made that little kid miserable, and the director at the time basically told me I kept doing it or I lose my job, so another six years went, and that it produced nothing but misery for that poor kid. So, eventually I put my foot down. Okay, well, two questions. Who was the head researcher? And who was the director in charge at the time? Roll me rapport. <laughs> this isn't gonna go well. It might. She's rolling the crap tonight. Uh, I've got. Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I might. I might make this. <laughs> Hey, uh, she marks one on her mental stress. That's enough to not enough to get her another consequence, but um, she does go. Why are you interested in a failed project? Because even a failed project might give me a lead on what what a proper project might look like. And knowing the, the way to give somebody superpowers might also lead the way to knowing how to remove superpowers if worse comes to worst and this Xerox gets a hold of Gary's arm and we need to disable them at speed. I'll do you one better if you tell me something and you tell me the truth about it. 
she leans in real close and says, and I promise this will not go back to anyone in the DHEA. I try to avoid doing anything with that. I'm tired and I'm enjoying my retirement and I don't want to have anything to do with any of that anymore. Did Project Cosmic actually succeed? I can't tell you. I don't know. Roll me deceive. She's going to roll empathy. Fucking Christ! I'm spending a goddamn fake point. <laughs> well, actually, we just we just rolled we both just rolled zero. So uh, I'm still spending. Uh, I'm still rolling. I'm still spending a fucking fake point and re-rolling mine. I recognize the thematic, the narrative connotations of this. God damn it! All right, so. She rolled a oh. one on a fucking plus three. I'm just gonna spend a fate point to bump mine by plus by two then. <laughs> Universe hands you a cool moment, Colin, and you go, oh no, I gotta win. I gotta win the contest. <laughs> Universe decided that was a fucking stalemate, and you go, no. He's no, my number He's... has to be bigger. Colin has the to win. The point of fate points is to lean on fate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so keep re-rolling, please. No, she can't, you can't once you're uh once you, unless I can invoke a different aspect, but uh, n- but neither of the other aspects that she has uh really apply to this. I was invoking retired DHEA director. So she she goes, all right, that's fair enough. And you know what? I believe you. So. I'm going to pull some of the last strings I have and I'll get you access to the uncensored versions of all of the processes that we did and all of the things that we needed to document in order to make that project happen. No black bars, nothing. It's going to take a couple days, but no skin off my back. back. Thank you, Uh, Carolyn. It's, uh, I'm glad you seem to be doing better in retirement. I never thought I would like a small town. But you know what? It's quiet. The world doesn't end every other day. I can go for a nice hike whenever I want. Air's nicer. Medicaid guy. So, you know. All in all, I can now realize I was extremely bad at my job. And I'm glad to be rid of it. Well, hopefully you and I never have to talk again. No offense. Hope we never have to bring any of this to you again. None taken, but also, at the same time, you seem very reasonable now that I'm not trying to tromp all over you, your ship and everything. So if you want to come visit every once in a while and just have a nice chat that doesn't involve 
world-threatening, who's going to call it, I would be okay with it as long as you gave me a couple days notice. I might take you up on that offer. You don't have to, but I wouldn't mind. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'll send you a letter or something. Sounds good. Uh, and at that point, she will give you a nice firm handshake. Shake her hand. If that if that lie hadn't worked, I was ready to get mean. <laughs> Altergeist would have said a cuss. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you got everything that you came here for. I made a. Uh score a free hiking stick as a present for for Cook, and then I hand Poltergeist a minus one craft helmet. <laughs> minus one is poor. It is. It is poor. It's gonna actively hurt you. <laughs> a minus one helmet of the whale. Um, you said the uh, trip here was a bit uncomfortable, so I made you this hat. Helmet. It's a helmet. It's a hat that has the word helmet written on it in Sharpie. Look, sometimes the powers work, sometimes they don't. I'm not spending a fate point to make this better. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you prefer code names or first names? Uh, always code names for me. I... Okay. No one seems to get that. Everyone calls me by my name. Thanks, my lad. But when you look like me, you kind of are your kind. Fair anyway, whoosh, let's go. Come on. Yeah, Hop yeah. On. Wear your helmet. I put the helmet on anyway, even though I, like, it covers one of my eyes, so I can't really see out of it. <laughs> um, enjoy your hiking stick and good luck. Thank you, Megalad. Goodbye. Whoosh. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, Whoosh. Before we left, Sundog convinced me that the way to move faster is to make noises. <laughs> Whoosh is the somatic component to the use of the super fast speed power. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Plus, I'm trying to fly faster to get back. Zoom is what you have to say when you cast Go Fastiga. Maybe I should roll to go faster. On the way back, I just texted in the group chat about what we got. I I don't like specifically name any information just because like, God, who knows if our text messages are actually being monitored. But I just say like, I got some information out of her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, actually, Gary got Megalat got some information out of her. So minus one on athletics, so power of saying whoosh all the time is actively making me go slower. <laughs> it should run out of breath from going whoosh constantly. Oh, I don't breathe. Oh, fair enough. No wonder you're blue. So, it's uh, me and old Gary, and I'm old. first thing I'm doing 
is... I'm calling my dad. Alright. Because I figure it's probably not good to bring Megalad to the base of an international tech thief outfit. Alright, uh, yeah, Edwin answers and he goes, Edwin Steiner. Hey, Dad. Um, I have a potential project. Well, another potential project. Ah, uh, so many on my plate, but for you, always room for one more. So we have some potentially world-ending nonsense happening right now. Again? And again, worse this time. Oh, fun. Hmm. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, it involves Megalad again. Hmm. I did see that he, uh, had recently come back to life. Tell him, extend to him my congratulations. Hmm. Uh, my dad says congrats on being alive again. Oh, hello! <laughs> I did not know you were there! No, I had, like, put the phone to my chest while oh, okay. I said that. Oh, okay. Do you have a dad? Yes. Uh, anyways, um, so there's a piece of his body that is presently sitting in probably a government black site. We need to destroy it. Hmm. Well? It's all the same, I'd rather just have it back. Okay. We could destroy it, but he would prefer to have it back. I am ambivalent. Okay, well, government black sites use uh, different from our usual targets, but uh, I believe we could make it work. Yeah, so at this moment, I am not looking for active break-in plans. I'm just looking for locational data. And the reason why I'm talking to you and not the whole team is because I think you might be able to track his energy signature? Is that a thing you could do? Uh, I could potentially whip something up that would be able to track cosmic energy. I would need some sort of sample in order to isolate the particular wave frequency that uh, this person would be able to that, that this person is getting off, but uh, it, it could potentially work, yes. Cool. I, again, put the phone to my chest. Hey, he needs, like, a PC. Uh, how, how big? Do you know how much you need? Uh, just a small container of blood should do. Just a bit of blood? Look, if can, you can't, like, be pierced by a needle, couldn't you, like, I can, will I can, a hole to open up in your blood vessels and just I drip can, it out for us? That's, that's, that's not the issue. I kind of need to promise that the sample will be destroyed. Oh, yeah. Uh, he needs assurance that it will absolutely nuke it once we're done with it. it I will design the machine to burn it up as it is used. And whatever it's not... 
whatever is not used up, uh, you can destroy yourself. I had put it on speakerphone during that and then clicked it off when he finished. Okay, in that case, I guess the only way to cut myself... Ah, here we go. I'll just, uh, I'll just make a pinprick laser blast. And I'm assuming Colin's not going to make me roll to hurt myself. I was thinking more along the lines of a syringe and needle. Uh, Would that even work, though? Probably not. Yeah, I'll just blast my fingertip over a container. I mean, he's... When he says small vial, he means, like, small test tube, not not like an insulin vial work. Not like an insulin uh, container's worth. That's not gonna fucking not Gary out. No, no but it's gonna take a long time to like drip, drip that one at one drop at a time from his fingertip. And yeah, that's the route I've taken. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually surprisingly quick. All right, so before you blow your finger off, let me actually go like get the container. Uh, Calculator, get me a solution to Dad's laboratory. Oop. Done. <laughs> and then I'll pop into Gears's lab. Alright, uh, he takes the sample and he's like, Alright, uh, it's going to take me a little while to build the device and attune it to, to this, but uh, I will contact you as soon as I am able. Um, so, there's a, there's a couple other Mega Lads running around right now, and if you need, like, samples from them for, like, triangulation stuff, oh, I'll get it figured out. Just let me know. Very well. Uh, thank you. I give him a big old hug, and then I bit back to Gary, so I'm not keeping him waiting. So... Is he actually your dad, or...? Yes. Huh. Huh. Okay. Uh, well, we got, um... We got the 1968 best supervillain to, to find. Alright, well, um, Colin, will you let me spend a fate point to declare setting details? I mean, I don't have to, you can just do it. Right, but like, I am specifically asking if I can make my interpretation of Grumbungus canon, because I really like it. Yes. Wait. I reserve the right to object. No, you don't. I absolutely do. I will spend. No, you absolutely points. do not. <laughs> no, I I would allow Namtab to object, but okay, I let's I it. think he'll appreciate this one. You are allowed to object, but only as a yes and. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So the way I interpret Grumbungus is because he is a Gary Archer, so he has your entire power set in addition to everything he's learned for himself which should make him kind of a huge threat, but also he's 
very much not nowadays. He's like C tier, which doesn't make any sense. So my interpretation yes. of Grumbungus is that he is a man of great power and very little ambition. All he wants nowadays is to just have fun, and the most fun thing for him is just like knocking over banks and bodegas and shit like that and just having a good time. And when supers show up to stop him, it's a game to him. Can they impress me? Can they show me a good time? If they can, I'll go to jail. Whatever. No fucking prison on planet can hold me anyways. I'm Megalad. So I'll play nice and we'll have fun. Or they won't impress me and I'll escape. I'd say yes, but his powers kind of scale in relation to his age. Because we've established already that he ages in sort of biological years and when we first met him all he had was the youth vampire stuff so yeah his power the level of his powers are determined by how much youth he's managed to steal at any given point so that would be up to Colin but I like the idea of he's like intentionally keeping himself right now at an age where he's a big enough deal that people have to work to stop him but not so big enough deal that, like, the Vindicators ever need to even think about getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. But when he gets, yeah, when he gets too old, all he has left is youth vampire and he gets stuck in a nursing home until someone forgets not to touch him. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck did you go anywhere near him? Oh, God. The terror of Crumbungus has been renewed. So, yeah, he would, Gary makes the comment of, Time to go find the 1968 greatest supervillain. I say, well, it's probably like knocking over a corner star right now. I know his usual haunts. Yeah. We do like to drink. Is that a constant? We can talk on the way. <laughs> I can't actually fly, but I can jump us long distances. By the right. way, Grimbungus is a Golden Age supervillain, so that 1968 award was already a Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> okay, please retcon the word 1948 in wherever I've said 68. <laughs> right, 1968, that one. 1969. That nice. Very nice. Alright, so, Colin, do you want us to roll to locate the man? You know what? Yeah, uh, go ahead and roll Investigate. Hang on, I can spend a fake point. Or you can what? Roll Investigate. Just roll first! Roll for fuck's sake! I don't have that skill. My Investigate is zero. I know, but like, I'm telling... I'm telling... Namtad... to roll. Okay, but I don't have Investigate either. Yeah, so just gotta roll at a... <laughs> Got to roll base then. Just type in. Oh, uh, I... Okay. Um... I think he's spending a fake point to have a vision of Grumbungus's oh, oh, position. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's what you were doing. Okay. It's my stunts. To... No one's used a stunt yet today. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and uh, roll uh, visions. Wi visions. 
Yeah, um... It's difficulty too. Like, Grumbungus does not fucking, like... Well, I rolled a zero. <laughs> Would you like to spend a fate point? Another one, I mean. Absolutely not. We'll just ask... We'll just ask the police where the alarms are going off. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, so you get the world most unhelpful... two fate points finding this man. You get the world's most unhelpful fucking uh, vision. You see Grumbungus robbing a bodega. There's like a thousand bodegas in a one borough alone. Um, well, Switch... He's definitely committing crime right now. Uh, okay, let me call around. Colin, I would like to roll contacts to talk to some of my, you know, criminal friends in town to mm-hmm. figure out if they know where Grumbungus is right now so that they are not there to get caught up in his horseshit. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll contacts. Difficulty two. I really want... There we go! We got there! We got there, folks! It happened! <laughs> Just barely, but it happened! That is a two. It's two. Alright. So, uh... Yeah, you hit up some of your contacts, and they say... Yeah, he's been hanging out in uh, Chikogawa for a while. Uh, it's closer to the Alden side than anything, so... Uh, if he's doing a thing, it's probably gonna be around there. Alright, well, I know approximately where in the city he's operating right now. So we could just cruise around there and listen for the cackling. I sure hope he's got the same, exact same accent as he did before. Alright, so yeah, you pop over there, and it's not long before you hear uh, the sirens of a DHEA uh, vehicle chasing down uh, what uh, sounds like gunshots. Uh, and you hear, <laughs> you'll never take me alive, not this time. <laughs> That's our boy. It's almost a shame to stop him. No, look, he loves it. Trust me. So, what do you guys do? I mean, I give chase. Alright, uh, so... Swapping from rooftop to rooftop to catch up to him. Yeah, uh, go ahead and roll... Roll me swap to see if, uh, you catch up with him. And I never did stat him. So I'm gonna have to give him. Well, he has to beat a five. Okay. All his, well, all his stats are five anyway. No. Let's see. What would his drive be? He's been driving for a while, so I'm gonna make his drive plus three. What's his high concept? His high concept is old, old school interdimensional gangster. All right, so it's a tie. So um, create the aspect. Well, you get to name the aspect because it was your uh, yeah. I create the boost because I'm the active figure here. Right. Gaining on him. All right. Yeah. So he's he's driving a lot more fast and a lot more recklessly than uh, he normally does. So you're having trouble keeping up with like small individual hops, but uh, you are slowly making headway. What does what does Megawad do? I kind of just want to land on his car. Alright, that's going to require an athletics roll versus his drive. Oh, good. Athletics. So you need to beat a 5. I'm not going to beat a 5, I'll tell you that now. Um, you have a free plus 2. That's... Uh, 
so if you use that plus two and then spend a fate point, you can land on top of the car. Okay, sure, I'll do that then. Do that and spend a fate point. So that's okay, six. which which uh, which aspect are you invoking to spend that fate point? Um, stop me if this is bullshit. I'm trying to sort of stop him in the least threatening manner so that I don't. Because I think I could pop the tires. I could very easily last the tires to pop them, but that might put innocence in danger, and it might put the occupants of the car at risk of dying. Um, and I won't kill. Okay. So I'm, so I'm trying to do this non-lethally. All right. Yeah. So you land on basically the um, the hood of the car, and uh, the the people who he's recruited to do this with him kind of freak out and swerve a little bit, but uh, but he just takes right to it and he goes, "Hey, you're back! I was wondering when you'd get back. Also, eat this!" And he's gonna shoot at you. <laughs> uh, so he's rolling blast, which is at a plus five. Uh, what do you do to defend against that? Roll another but fives, this lad. I thought you said this was just a supporting NPC. Yeah, he only gets one plus five. Well, luckily, wait, what kind of bullets is he shooting? Um, he's shooting energy bullets, but uh, it's out of like actual machine guns, so he theoretically has unlimited ammo. He's just using his blast in a fun, aesthetically pleasing way to him. Ah, uh, so this probably doesn't invite my cosmic shield then. Does it? You know, sure, two people can play at that game. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna shoot to try and hit the bullets, except you know finger guns because that's cooler, and that's a fun. Okay, okay. So uh, he was the one who initiated, so he gets a boost, and the boost is going to be uh, impressed. So he's in, he's impressed. He's like, oh, 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 you're actually giving me a good run for my money there. <laughs> can we can we talk? This is. Why? This is already so much fun! He just starts trying to shoot you again. I'm not rolling for it, he's, but it's just like, in the story, he just like keeps opening fire. So, Switch, it's your turn. Okay. Well. The car has stopped. Like, the, the engine was ruined, so it is currently in place. Okay. So, uh... When did, when did we ruin the engine? When you landed on top of the hood. Oh. I meant I was going to land on top of the car, but sure. See, I don't just want to take his guns away from him, because we're having fun here. So... I'm going to just... I'm going to goad him into shooting me. I'm going to drop down next to Gary. Just bip. And be like, two against one, buddy. It's been a while. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll provoke versus his will. Uh, I'm gonna rule that he has only one will. <laughs> it's gotta be the three. Ah, so, no, definitely, um, deal two to his mental tracker, so I'm gonna mark that second box, and, uh, he, fall, he does fall for it, he's like, oh, now we're talking, and he starts, uh, firing at you, but it is now Megalad's turn, so Megalad, what do you do? Well, I was specifically trying to get him to do a thing as a setup to a thing. Oh, uh, what were you doing? Trying to do? I want him to shoot me so that I can hit him with his own bullets. Big lad, if you want to delay your turn so that way that can happen. I'm then... just gonna 
tie his minions up with a comically large rope. Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. Uh, go I'm... ahead. Go ahead and roll physique. You need to be the zero. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. You. They all try to start running. Try to start running away, but uh, you manage to grab them. They're dressed in like old timey gangster outfits that are definitely not period appropriate anymore. You have a feeling that. He made them dress like this, and the union says they have to dress like this because he's the one who paid. He's the one who pays the paychecks. So I just fly in a little tornado around them, and then when the tornado disappears, the three of them are together in a comically large rope. Yes. Because he's part of the game. <laughs> All right. And so now Grumbungus is going to try and uh, shoot Switch. So. He rolls a six. I also roll a six. Can I have some kind of bonus because I provoked him into doing this? You know what? Yeah, sure. You can have. You can have it. I'll I'll allow you to have a plus two to that, so it's actually an eight. Cool. That means that I can use my stunt. And bullets too slow. <laughs> I'm spending a fate point to deal the shift in damage to him. Okay. Just swapping places with him after he fires, so he shoots himself in the back. I'm gonna rule that he has two physique, so that means he has three, uh, three physical boxes, and so you deal damage to his second one. And he blurs a little bit, and he's like, Okay, okay, things get spicy now, huh? Things have always been spicy with me. You will notice that old Megalod did not experience pain from that. Alright, so, uh, technically it is your turn now. Switch, so, what do you do? Nah, send it back to Namtap. Alright, uh, Megalad, you notice that the DHEA, uh, vehicles are now hanging back because now that big boy superheroes are getting involved, it might actually escalate to something that is above what they're supposed to handle, so they're Hanging back and waiting to make sure that uh, to make sure that if it de-escalates, they are ready to swoop back in. Uh, he wants to play. Right. I guess what I will do all the game. I will create blasts in such a way that they form a cage around him, which I can do because I'm. Because old Megalad is very good at shaping his blasts. Alright, uh, go ahead and roll me crafts, please. I was gonna... I was trying to roll blast. Roll blast. Okay, go ahead and roll blast. Yes. Okay, so uh, he is going to try and shoot his way out of this comically large cage. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Rolls nothing but fives, or very consistently rolling fives. Um, so yeah, he doesn't manage to shoot his way out of the cage. Uh, as as the provoker of this, you get still to, has that boost. Oh, he does still have the boost. Okay, try it, fucker. See what happens. All right, yeah. So uh, yeah, he create. So he instead of a five, he's gonna invoke that boost and turn into a seven, and uh, a hole opens up in the cage, and he. Uh, I invoke my aspect. <laughs> No, you. <laughs> uh, I invoke I invoke his aspect of evil Megalad, so it's still a win. 
So yeah, he manages to he manages to blast his way out of the cage. Uh, like you try to reinforce, and he just starts shooting harder and uh, leaps out. And he's like, he's like, nice try, nice try. What about this? And uh, he's gonna take his turn and try and shoot Mega Lad. Uh, you have to defend against the four. Finally, not a five. Yeah, or six. I think he rolled six. Finger guns. It's a four. This <laughs> <laughs> game I'm, I'm just gonna re-add. I'm just gonna re-up the boost that he had before. Now this is just getting absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Two Spider-Man pointing at each other. <laughs> uh, Switch. You notice that there is perfectly symmetrical violence going on against the, uh, the two mega lads, what do you do? Uh, if only I didn't have fucking brain damage right now. Okay. Okay. What can I do? What can I do? Well, if the violence is perfectly symmetrical, all I need to do is make it favorably asymmetrical. Which means... I just need to fake out Grumbunkus. I need to distract him. I am going to yawn comedically, as though I am bored at these proceedings, in order to distract him. The world's smartest villain. Go ahead and roll. Uh, provoke. He's going to roll. Will you need to beat a one. Holy I shit! With style. No. Well, I mean, in this case, you're just attacking his mental... Uh... No, I'm not attacking. Well, Provoke it's... can be used to overcome. Oh, okay. You can provoke someone into doing what you want in a fit of emotional pique. You might intimidate them for information, piss them off so badly that they act out, or scare them into running away. He goes, okay, you want to play hardball, huh? He throws down one of his guns, uh, forms in, like, a... Uh, of energy and just chucks it at you. Okay. So he's rolling blast. It's, it's just a different way of rolling blast. Oh my god, my dude. He's he's 100% re-rolling that. Uh, that is four negatives. So there's there's no way that's that's uh, that's happening. Old school interdimensional gangster applies here. He's doing a violence. I guess the same fucking result? Lamau! How many fake points do you have Good left? Job. I should point out you spent one in the scene with uh, me and Squares. Right. It refreshes every it re scene. It refreshes every scene for oh. the GM. Yeah. Just for the GM, yeah, not for the players. So. So, That's what rude. the fuck? He still only gets a one. You need to defend against a one. Hmm. How about a six? <laughs> Get fucked, Gumbungus! I got bad news, my dude. Your bullets are too slow. Right? I'm gonna hit him with a five shift hit. So, five shift hit. He takes a minor physical consequence. He just nick his third box. So I will do that thing. The minor consequence is wait, is that pain? Alright, so he ends up he ends up blasting himself in the back and goes, ah, okay, alright. You got me. I'm done. That was, that was a good that was a good hit. Uh I'm ready to go to jail now. <laughs> oh, that was good. It's been a while. I like See, I trust him to be like this, so as soon as he's like, yeah, I'm done, I like 
go completely out of combat mode myself and just like walk up to him and offer him a handshake. He he shakes it back. You're wearing gloves, right? I'm wearing gloves, yeah. Ah, don't worry, I'm young enough. It's good. How you been? The uh, new kids around here been giving you trouble? Uh. Some of them, yeah. There was this one group I ran into a while ago. A bunch of young kids. They called themselves a study group for whatever reason. Study group. My god. Listen, they were little kids. They were like your age when we first met. Okay, so like, I, I made our first team name as a joke off the cuff. And how is that not like putting the bar on the floor? I think they might literally be a study group, is the thing. They are all, they all look like, I don't know, 14 or 15 year olds, something like that. Maybe one of them had a driver's license, I don't know. Ironically, one of them also calls themselves the librarian. <laughs> no, I actually do have, uh, I actually do have a comprehensive list of the study group here. They have their I'm own sure folder and everything. I'm sure they do. So, Megalad, why were we looking for him again? Yeah, why were you looking for me? Uh, so this was your idea, on the whole. No. No. It was not even remotely. For the record. Oh. So, which his phone rings. Oh, oh, uh, that, 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 that's right. Triangulation. Um. Okay. Uh, yes. So phone stopped ringing. Yes, um, Grumbuggers, uh, we need your help to stop something that could destroy the world. Um, Alright. Yeah. Oh, that easy, huh? Yeah, that easy. Mm. What, you want it to be harder? Do you want oh, me I'm... to argue? Do you want to argue back and forth with this a little bit? No, not really, I was thinking okay, I might have to... Okay, then it's that easy! Uh, well, okay. You don't have to play that game, cool. It's just the one game you need. Things have changed in your absence. It's... it's cool. We're cool. Literally just one game. Okay, fine. Um, and also, I'm... I have a... well, yeah, so... Um, I'm not going to explain the whole situation, that's boring. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, short and sweet here. Uh, we need your, we need a sample of your blood. Uh, cool. We need to do some, like, triangulation nonsense for your particular brand of superpowers. Alright, sounds yeah. good to me. Uh, he looks around, sees some, uh, sees a shard of broken glass and, like, picks it up and he's like, how much you need? Um, I pull out a vial. I need to fill this. Alright, he cuts his palm a little bit and squeezes it, and he's like, ah, there we go. Wait, a little more. Alright, there you go. I stare at it like I'm going to drink it, and then I put the stopper on, and I vanish it. Blood glows slightly black. It would have been real fucked up if you drank that. Also, I have no idea what it would have done to your circulatory system. It probably would have killed you. Okay, but... It probably would have been rad as fuck for like three and a half minutes. Anyway, I'm gonna go turn yeah. myself in. Uh, no, 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 eh? no, no. You're 
necessary. Yeah. So this Xerox, if 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 if, um, if Xerox gets a hold of the the arm, then two of me might not be enough, but three of me. He puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, "Buddy, at this point, jail is just a formality. If you need me, I can just basically walk out at any time. It's fine." You really like jail, don't you? It's not that I like it. It's just that I got caught. Got followed. Just, just uses it ex- uses it as an excuse to just see his buddies that are actually in jail and can't escape. <laughs> It's been nice to think of the world as a big game of cops and robbers. It is. Anyway, again, turning myself in. Uh, one, more, one more question. Yeah. Uh, when, 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 when we first met, you, you mentioned that you were thrown into this. Yeah. Into this. We never really talked about that for reasons, because the big guy came. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, you were there. Um, what do you actually remember? Oh, it was the transistor tyrant. He kind of opened up a portal and threw me through it. It was like, hey, someone else's problem now. Landed in the past. Like, I don't know, in the 30s or some shit. And from there, lost contact with the hum. Decided to just be a gangster, worked out real well for a little while, then I got old. And then I met you! And everything got better again. No. Uh, thanks. That helps put some things together. I don't think he specifically threw me here. I think he just wanted me away from there. That was another plane. Yeah. His transistor tyrant kicked him over here so that he yes. wouldn't be there. Yes, yes. Multiverse theory. Obviously. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I am going to go turn myself in. Now. Okay, fine. Enjoy jail. I will. Until I don't, and then I'll just walk out. And then he walks out. Then he like throws both of them. He throws his other gun on the ground. throws his hand in the air. And he says, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. See you when I see a Grumblow. At that point, he is mega arrested. <laughs> a mega arrest for a mega lad. Yes, I know the joke I made. Well, uh, maybe we should talk his minions out of the life of crime. I mean, we can try. The union pays good, though. Union pays real good. Like, we're getting danger pay for this. We're getting extra danger pay because you tied us in a big rope. It's a weird thing in the contract, but... Like, it's in there. I am all sorts of confused right now. There's a unit. You know Fuck it. That's... I'll deal with that another day. So we're going to go back to Silver Security and uh, Sundog. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. You so as you're scrolling, you find you find Xerox. 
found her. And this was this was a couple of days ago. Uh, so the trail is probably a little bit cold by that now, but it's, you definitely can follow up on it because what you see is Xerox and Xerox and Xerox and Xerox and Xerox. She's fighting a guy who looks like he's dressed like a fucking traffic cone and there's like a bunch of him. And... Ah, yes, DLC media player. <laughs> One of the greatest heroes of our age. No, it's the villain, actually. One um, of the greatest villains of our age. You see Xerox fighting Disjoin, and Xerox gets a good punch on what you assume to be the main one because all of the rest of the copies disappear, and Xerox's copies hold her down, and one of the Xeroxes holds up some sort of uh, thing that looks like it's designed to cut like very small very sharp very round things and they they hold disjoins pinky up and she nicks the tip off of it the guard cutter yeah uh so she nicks the tip off of disjoins pinky and puts it in a container and at that point uh all the copies just walk away and slowly dissolve Oh, that's disturbing. Oh, that's real bad. Um, so I'm assuming as soon as I spotted, you know, Xerox on security footage, I let, you know, Calvert know. We're Calvert watching watches it together. It. Calvert watches it and goes, Well, fuck. All right, uh, minor milestone, everyone. Oh, that's real bad. <laughs> Is that the whole reason you introduced Disjoin? No, it's not. I literally only thought of that a couple of days ago. Well, all of my stunts are where I want them. And all of my skills are where I want them. And all of my aspects are where I want them, so I'm not gonna take anything. I'm good. Okay. I'm going yeah, to swap, same. provoke, and stealth. Okay. So now my stealth is plus two, and my provoke is plus one. That's my milestone. Okay. Anybody else taking anything? I've got nothing I want right now. Sweet. Taking more stunts lowers my refresh, doesn't it? It does. I'm gonna take Young Megalad and I'm gonna rename the Big in Japan aspect. Um, because I'm not really doing anything with that one. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Do you know what you're renaming it to? Uh, yes, I'm just having it now. Um, I'm moving beyond this feeble concept of superheroes and supervillains. Um, I am renaming it to, I'm not quite sure on the exact wording yet, I'm, provisionally it's called a saviour, not a superhero. Alright. Bobbin, are you taking anything? I'm good. Alright. 
Well, as always, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you had fun. Thank you players for playing. I also hope you had fun. And I'm excited to see where it's going because this is the first time the players have decided what an arc is. So uh, it's a series of events usually accumulating in one big event. Yes, thank you. That's a big boat, idiot. I thought an arc was like a curve. Anyway, so... It's a portion of a circle. <laughs> All right, so... You put a bunch of animals on it. <laughs> this is a lot worse content than me threatening the audience. Okay. Tis Thank you, great. everybody, and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye. The animals fuck later. <laughs> wow. Bible canceled. <laughs>